when you have some disease, some discomfort mentally, emotionally, or physically, because you're conscious, you can go, all right, where's that stem from? What kind of work do I need to do? Doesn't matter how long it takes me, I'm gonna work through this heaviness, this emotion. And... Welcome to Finding Your Spark again. I am so glad to be here with you guys once again. My guest today is Monica Cox. She's a top holistic functional fertility coach and infertility warrior. Using the combination of her qualifications as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and psyche facilitator, she supports women in finding the root cause of their fertility issues to become the conscious mama they were born to be. She dealt with years of unexplained infertility, failed IVFs, and survived several miscarriages before becoming an IVF mom and getting pregnant naturally, even though the doctors said there was nothing she could do to improve her situation. Author of the best-selling journal, Boost Your Embryos, and host of the highly popular podcast, Finding Fertility, Monica is dedicated to inspiring women to look beyond their diagnosis and take control of their health. Thank you so much for being here today, Monica. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, I'm, I'm excited for this conversation. So uh, before we dive into this topic, which I think is uh, really poignant for my audience in that um, sometimes we get to do things that can be like amazing, right? It's amazing to get pregnant and to have this miracle happen in your body and with your body and and a whole new life at the end of it, but still it can be an incredibly difficult journey. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you came to this work. Yeah, I'll give you the cliff notes. It was quite a long journey, <laughs> um, but started trying to conceive at 27. I was uh, air quotes, uh, fit, healthy, everything was working fine and I just couldn't get pregnant at all. Um, so three years into it, we were sent to do IVF. It was an absolute shambles. I was then diagnosed with low egg quality. Um, and they just said, try IVF again. And we were like, what? Spend thousands of dollars on something that didn't work in the first place? Like that's, that's madness. And I don't, I do now know with hindsight that it was my guides, the universe, whatever you want to call it, that was sat in that doctor's office going BS. There's something, there is not just something, there is a plethora of things that you can do to improve your situation. You just got to go find it. Um, and that's what I did. I started down this rabbit hole of improvement in all areas of my life, um, mainly focusing on my physical vessel. Um, and in hindsight, I had severe leaky gut, which was causing a lot of inflammation and oxidative stress. But I wasn't presenting with like um, really big issues other than unexplained infertility, which the doctors just chuck it down to just one of those things. Um, and they weren't really pinpointing my common issues that I was having a lot of. I had a lot of gut health issues, IBS, constipation, diarrhea, all those things, a lot of joint pain, PMS, um, and the mental and emotional side of it all, right? There's very few people who are born infertile, and those people just don't have the biological things to use to get pregnant. The rest of us are dealing with fertility issues 
that are compounded over decades. And it's really not until we get to our 20s, our 30s, and our 40s, maybe sometimes our 50s, that we want to have a child. And we're like, oh, we can't. There's something wrong with me. But our body's been telling us for a really long time, hey, I'm not happy here. And I personally think if you look at a fertility journey and you're struggling, it actually just gives you time to sort your stuff out. Because the harsh reality is, is that with everyone pushing themselves into medical treatment or bypassing with medication um, or even just getting pregnant, quote unquote, easily and not sorting these things out, it doesn't mean they go away. And for most cases, they become harder because motherhood and growing a baby, they're no joke. And it puts a lot of pressure on your body physically, mentally, emotionally. And now all of a sudden you're dealing with another life that you have been gifted to guide and, you know, do the best you can. And that's where all the guilt and like, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not this. And so I think fertility issues are, you know, can be a beautiful time. Um, it is a bittersweet situation. Um, and for me, I just took that path and still used medical assistance because I didn't know there was no proof around me. Instagram wasn't even invented. There wasn't fertility health coaches like myself. Um, I'm, I know that this information was out there, but it was really hard to find, right? There was no podcast. There was no books during my time that had this information in it. And um, I had an IVF baby. And I kept going um, with all the diet and the lifestyle stuff, found out that I had severe leaky gut, causing low A quality um, and a host of other issues. But the core issue was um, my body wouldn't let the Im embryos implant. Embryos are a foreign agent in your body, but through nature, you know, whatever, your body knows that that's a good foreign agent and it's supposed to be there. But when your inflammation, your oxidative stress are so high, your immune system revs up and all your natural killer cells just like go berserk and start attacking everything. And that's what autoimmune diseases are. Um, for me, I didn't have a very specific autoimmune disease. So I was presenting very differently. I was so sick that I wasn't even getting pregnant. So when people are dealing with reoccurring miscarriages, this is another telltale sign of like, hey, there's something going on with the body. Um, after my second miscarriage through medical treatment, we were done. Uh, we weren't going to go for any more medical treatment. It had been eight years of a journey and um, I got pregnant naturally. And that's when the light bulb went off. I had worked with kids for 20 years. I thought I was gonna take all this new information about health and wellness and support families uh, with kids who had autism and special needs and really um, you know, support that because that's a really big issue in our society now. Um, but I was led to help children before they were even born. I was led to help mothers really become the conscious mamas they were born to be. So therefore, they can make a huge difference in their child's lives, but also continue the ripple effect around their families and their communities. Um, so 
that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> that is so great. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that with us. You brought up so many good points in there and, and really um, interesting turns for us to kind of talk about. Uh, you know, you, you started to talk in the beginning about basically confusion, right? About not having clarity in your body, mind, or spirit, and how when you're in that state, you can't trust yourself because there's no way to trust yourself, right? And and you can't even hear yourself. So, so you know, when you later when you had signals and you said, oh, I, I can see these signals differently because I've become aware of myself, then that's a really big difference, isn't it? So that awareness that you're talking about is a, is a big part of that journey. Absolutely. I mean, this is probably the number one thing I think all humans be all human beings should be taught is to listen to their body, their intuition, their inner guidance. Um, and we're just not we weren't taught that. And we were told that everything is common and it's normal. Don't worry about that. Here's just a pill, you know, self-medicate, uh, take loads of supplements, <laughs> you know. And once I started to realize through difficult lessons that I did have an intuition and I knew my body and I even though I'm grateful for the quote-unquote experts out there they weren't an expert on my body and it was really me pushing um, for my truth that I got to my ultimate goal yeah that's right I mean it's such such a great thing that you bring it up that when it comes to our ourselves, all parts of ourselves, there isn't really anybody who's an expert, except for if we make ourselves into an expert, right? We are not just naturally in our society, the way that we live, we are not really experts on ourselves either, <laughs> right? Because we're not taught, as you said, we're not taught to be experts on our bodies, on our feelings, on our minds, none of it. So that piece where we really have to tap in and uh, and decide that it's worth getting to know ourselves and developing that language that you're talking about, right? Because you, you may have had similar symptoms. In fact, you had none of the similar symptoms, right? Of other people, the way other people's bodies are talking to themselves, but you still had the same problem that other people experience. And so, that's a real uh, nuanced way to work with yourself to say, how are you speaking to me? And in what way can I listen? And at one point you even talked about um, guides and inner intuition, you know? And when we do that, everything shifts, really shifts a lot, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. You know, you yeah. save yourself yeah. time, money, heartache, all the things that are bringing um, or contributing to that stress. If you do the reverse of what society has taught you and just start being and listening and be still instead of the doing, the checklists, the Google searching, and you get on that right path. But it's a process to start trusting yourself because especially when you're dealing with fertility, you feel broken. So when you feel broken, why would you trust yourself? Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about that exact thing as you were talking, that uh, that fertility 
process uh, and I know very little about it. So I, I'm looking forward to hearing about it from you. Um, but it, it really does remind me of other medical journeys where often, like you say, we feel broken. We feel like, oh my goodness, here I am. I'm someplace I don't want to be. I don't know how to get out of it. I give my power to you out there, doctor, nurse, anybody. You could give it to your yoga practitioner, right? It doesn't matter who you're picking to, to sort of unload all the responsibility onto, but it's uh, it doesn't usually kind of work that well when we do that, when we say, you can decide for me, even if it's only in the satisfaction level of it. Yeah, exactly. And it's a really interesting thing as a coach to get to that level and guide people to answer their own questions. And it's sometimes really off-putting to your clients because they're like, no, I came to you. I'm paying you. You tell me. It's like, well, I, I can guide you, but I don't have the answers. Right? You got to tap into what your body feels. Does that feel right? What I'm telling you? If it doesn't, then I'm not right. So it's yeah. a very you know, fickle balance of being the coach and maybe having a little bit more knowledge, but getting them to know that they have it in them already and seeing that. Yeah. And so much of coaching, I think really is about holding space for that belief that you just talked about, right? That, that we can all, we can all do this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we can all tap into ourselves get these amazing answers. That's what we, that's how our mechanism works, right? That's the whole game is, is right there, but we've been sort of trained out of it. And so this ability to hold space and to say, I, I invite you in here and I'll show you some things to raise your awareness, to be able to interpret what do those feelings mean? Things like that. Sure. Of course you have to learn a language, Yeah, but it's, it's so individualized. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. So now uh, when women come to you and they are in this scenario where here we are, we're like, I can't figure it out. My body won't participate the way I want it to. Uh, what are some of the tools that you can work with them uh, to to raise that awareness, to tap into themselves, to be able to develop that that back and forth with themselves? Yeah, I mean, the tools are many. <laughs> and it's really getting them to connect with a few, right? So introducing emotional freedom, tapping, journaling, um, meditation, uh, movement meditation, uh, psych K, uh, you know, even talk therapy, I think is a good one. Um, but there's many tools out there. And I suppose it's the ready like the readiness for them, right? Because yeah. sometimes you can introduce like a modality like Psyche K, which is um, very easy, very quick. And our sub, like our conscious mind is like, no, it's gotta be hard. Whereas, no, I've gotta be crying. I've gotta like, it's gotta be really long for me to get through this. And um, it's like, it actually doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it can be really quick. Yeah. It can be really easy. Um, the thing that you need to be is vulnerable and willing. So it's really getting them up to that stage. And um, 
Obviously, there's tools of uh, muscle testing and just getting silent. There's some great meditations even on YouTube that you just ask yourself the question and you be still and listen for the answer. It might not be the answer you want, but it will it will be the right answer for you. Um, and trusting that in yourself that what you are hearing, feeling, seeing, um, you know, all the five senses and whatever the six senses, that that's your way and that you are actually not insane. And mm. just giving yourself the grace to slowly move through that and follow that. Um, I'm still doing that in, in my life as well. I think it's just like a, a nice slow growth. And it's really amazing to see what can come and what those um, inner guidances can really do for your life. But I know the 27-year-old me, if heard the 41-year-old me talk, I would be like, you're insane. Like you have taken too many like woo-woo pills. Like what are you on? So I know that it's, you get to a stage and there's layers that you, you need to uncover. Some people can just jump, right? Some people have no big, not a, like a big barrier in front of them. But some people just need that, that very slow progress. So just give yourself grace wh wherever you are and whatever you're walking through. Just know that if you have that inner feeling that there is something in front of you just keep walking and you'll eventually get there hmm. i love that you bring up this piece about growth and how we may become people that our previous versions of ourselves don't recognize and in my practice uh, i noticed that there are people who will not become willing right who say this is where I draw the line. I am not willing to be someone that my 20 year old wouldn't have liked. I am not willing to be someone who admits that some of the people who were older than me might have been on to something, right? Yes. Uh, and all of the, right, that's a tough one. It it's like, ah, I don't like that. I wanted to, to be different, right? And so that sort of willingness piece is so tied into our ability to grow not just willing to to look at ourselves in this moment which is key of course but also to say what does this mean in your scenario to the mother i'm about to become what does this mean to who i will be what is who is my 41 year old yeah we do get there one step at a time, right? So often I've, I've had this question on podcasts when I've been interviewed. Oh, what would your 16 year old think of you? Or, you know, what would your 25 year old think of you? And I think, oh, she's, she it is irrelevant to me at this moment, right? Not that I can't celebrate her and love her and feel like, thank goodness I was her, right? But that she didn't have all these experiences and she didn't get to do all this growth and she didn't get to have this interaction with the physical world and the and the mental and emotional and spiritual world. And so how could she possibly, I would just look like another random crazy person, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, hand on her and very honest with, if I had children at 27, 
um, I would probably be divorced um, and I would have carried on the generational trauma that my parents unknowingly put onto me. And I don't want to say like I would have been a bad mom, but I am a definitely way better mom than I would have been at age 27. Um, and I'm grateful for that. I'm really grateful for that. Um, so it's hard when you're in the thick of it to see that. Um, and there's a lot of things that I didn't even know were issues <laughs> until, especially my second son was born, who is a mirror of me and he started triggering things. And it was because I was conscious enough to go, that's not normal. That doesn't sit with me. Why am I like, why does my whole body feel like it's on fire when he's crying because he didn't get the red lollipop? Like, that's not my emotion. Where did that come from? So there's still a lot of exploring of things that I didn't even know were around because of the consciousness, right? So I feel like consciousness isn't like, oh, you're not going to feel any hurt anymore. You're not going to go in through any pain. You're not going to have struggles Right. You are still now are. I'm going to be perfect. <laughs> you're, yeah. And unfortunately, yeah. you're going to have a lot of them because you're now conscious of them and you're going to see them pop up. And going back to getting in tune with your body, when you have some disease, some discomfort mentally, emotionally, or physically, because you're conscious, you can go, all right, where's that stem from? What kind of work do I need to do? doesn't matter how long it takes me. I'm going to work through this heaviness, this emotion. Um, so it is, a, uh, once again, a bittersweet thing to become conscious of your reality and that you're the creator. And it's a really hard pill to swallow for a lot of women dealing with fertility issues because they already blame themselves. But... Um, turning into, okay, I know the things that I am doing are contributing to my issue and taking that and being empowered instead of like, oh, it's my fault. Oh, I'm guilty. It's like, okay, my diet's not great, but guess what? I'm in control of my diet and I'm going to wake up every day and try to make the best choices I can and consistently walk through and get better and better and better, right? Because you're not going to become this uber perfect person overnight. Trust me, I've been at this for a decade. It doesn't work like that. <laughs> I still go and eat pizza, right? And I know it's not the best thing for me, but I don't do it all the time. So it's okay for me to go and have um, something like that every once in a while. So I, I like that you're bringing in this piece of um, acceptance, really accepting ourselves, right? Uh, now, tell me a little bit about... <laughs> because I can't, it's hard to envision for me. What does joy really look like on this train? And the reason that I say it's hard to envision is of course I, I know what joy is, I feel joy, I have clients who I guide into joy, no question. But this is a hormonally difficult time, right? So your body is sort of doing something that is maybe not all that helpful to the process. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about what that looks like. Yeah. Um, so joy, bringing joy into a fertility journey is about redirecting your focus, 
right? So you start to live in two-week cycles. You have your period, your ovulation, your period, your ovulation, your period, right? And so every month you don't get pregnant, you feel like you're failing. So it gets on top of you. So what we really work on from a mental and emotional aspect is most clients that come to me have been in the thick of it for quite a long time and it's just all encompassing if you can think of it as like a dark gray cave right but the reality is is if if they just step out of that cave and start noticing the abundance and the joy that they have in their life right now it not only starts to take away the stress and the mental and emotional aspect that turns into a physical aspect of them But on a spiritual side, everything gets lighter. And we all know that your spirit babies are watching you. And I say to them, just even if you don't believe in spirit babies, just pretend. Your babies are up there. They're watching you. Do you actually think they're like, oh, look, that's a mom I really want to go to right now? (laughs) Or are they looking at you like, get your stuff together, woman. Like, come on. We want a happy, healthy joyous mama right and I really believe that that's what I'm here to do is to raise that consciousness of the mama right because we need high vibing children as we're moving forward in this world there's no doubt about that and it starts with the mom and so it is bringing all the things because we walked into that really dark cave. So it's bringing, walking back out and bringing all the joy that we had in our life before infertility bogged us down or getting real, real with ourselves that actually we weren't even that happy before infertility. Like we had a lot of issues that were con- actually contributed to how we even got here in the first place. Um, so for everyone, there's a different level You know, um, most of my clients do have a lot of mental, emotional um, and spiritual bogged down. There's only been a few that it has literally been very specific, just physical, right? Which is unfortunately the easy part. It's easier for me to get you physically fit where I was noticing, and this is why I was very fortunate to stumble on Site K and bring that into my practice, is that I could get you physically where you need to be, but my clients still weren't reaching their ultimate goal. And I had to figure out like, oh, okay, it's that mental and emotional block. There's still a few little steps for whatever reason, I don't have the answers that the universe wants you to figure out. Because it's really frustrating for women who are like, well, why does the crackhead on the side of the street just get pregnant easily? She's not physically fit. She's not emotionally fit. You know, my brother's sister's cousin has 10 kids and is an alcoholic. She's not emotionally fit. And I'm like, I don't know. You got to go back into your journey and just get real, real with yourself and go, okay, I'm, I'm ready to walk through that door because it's worth it to me to reach my ultimate goal. That that is so great. I want to I want to uh, go back just a step there. You talked about Psyche and I think Psyche is so powerful and have used it 
quite a lot, but I'd love it if you could just talk to us a little bit more about what Psyche is and um, how it contributes uh, in, in a really nuanced way. Yeah, so Psyche, this is the best way I can describe it. It's basically you getting in tune with your subconscious, higher conscious, and um, super conscious, right? And you just get in line. It's like I I've envision it like a pillar of light just kind of lining up and you all get in at the same time. Um, there's some really cool physical, scientifically proved aspects of cross-brain connection um, positions that you get into. And you just ask. You ask your pillar of light, you know, what which way is the best? Is it safe and appropriate to work on this goal statement? Um, and it's really flipping a stressful situation that is a emotional stressful situation and literally flipping it within seconds to a few minutes and your body feels completely and it's com- yeah lifelong problems yes lifelong lifelong problems, problems. Oh, can go away like yep. this and a lot of it what fascinates me about it and i think you're bringing this into it is that there's such a connection between clear connection between the body and those issues that we've had lifelong issues sometimes generational issues right so that's so powerful incredibly powerful yeah and for a lot of women what we start focusing on is just the belief system that their body can do this right and it sounds really simple but it's so powerful that once you get that subconscious belief even though you don't have the proof yet that you can do this like your journey just like maximizes and the more um consistent you are with the physical stuff and even with the mental and emotional stuff um the quicker you get to your ultimate goal and it kind of just light speeds from there i think like once again it is so simple (laughs) that you've really got to tap into that trust piece as well. I don't know. The the jury's out if you have to believe in it for it to work. I do think it works better if you believe in it, right? If you're willing. And I think most people who are willing to do Psych K sessions do have, you know, even if it just comes out of a desperation. Like, I know how desperate I was. I Like, if there was a witch doctor, I would have gone, right? Like, and I did some stuff that actually messed up my body because I was willing to just to try anything, right? So um, the cool thing about Psyche, it has nothing to do with me. Like, I'm not a healer. I don't, it's not Reiki energy. It's not anything. It's all you. And my job is to facilitate, um the core of what you actually need to be focusing on and help bring out the emotional um, aspect of that. And that's, that's all I do. I don't do anything else. And that's the cool thing about Psyche is that you give the power back to them. I I like that you bring in this belief piece because, um, you know, I've had people who do this work literally say to me, well, how often do I have to do this again? (laughs) right and you've done it 
you've already done it. It's incredibly powerful that way, but it, it really does take that kind of belief where you say, I am willing to not just let it go during this session, to not just allow myself to shift in this moment, but to allow those changes to make me into somebody new yeah. that I don't recognize and that is the unknown, right? It's like, you just have to figure out who you are now. Yeah. <laughs> right? Little bit, little bit, little bit. Exactly. And I think the thing that we've been led to believe is that it's a one and done. You know, I even had a client in a meeting the other day say to me, I just got back from like um, a retreat in Costa Rica. There was this amazing, beautiful shaman. She aligned my chakras and she says, I'm fine. And I was like, yeah. That doesn't land well with me. Do I believe that that shaman opened up your chakras and opened up a, a like a floodgate? For, absolutely. But do I think that's all the end? No, because we're human beings that have had a lifetime of over hundreds of thousands of experiences that all have their unique imprint on us. And so it's layers, right? Some of them, some of those processes could be big old layers, right? Woo, we get to rip that off. But we know in Psyche K is that there's secondary gains. Your, sub, like, your subconscious mind is tricky, right? Like it wants to keep you safe and keeping you safe is do not change. So if you make yeah, a change right. in your life and your subconscious mind is still holding on to a few little layers, it can easily suck you back in. And you're like, well, that didn't work. It's like, well, let's discover why it didn't work. What are you gaining out of being small, playing safe, not sticking to the diet, you know, all those things. And um, so it's really important for people to know that I personally believe all modalities out there are supportive when you continuously, and I don't mean daily use them, but just be honest with yourself and going back to feeling your body and knowing your body. I know when there's something happening that I need to figure out is I get heavy on my chest. I feel like restricted. And I'm like, where did that come from? Like, <laughs> I, I just moved through all this stuff. Oh God, what's next? But that's the consciousness. Of like, okay, and some of us yeah. just have a lot to unwrap. And you see these people who maybe step into manifestation really easily. Maybe they just didn't have a lot to unpack. Maybe they, you know, that's just their journey. And not to compare yourself to other people. Because we're all yeah. on a specific journey. And, you know, I know for me, you could, you could look at my life and say, oh, she had it easy. And I did. But unfortunately, I had a lot of undercover BS that I'm still working through. That's so great. I love the piece about bring out the, the judgment. Yeah. Let's just let go of the judgment. So much good work can get done when we uh, even can feel that we're judging, right? That we can suddenly go like, oh, that's judgment. Yeah. That's not just how I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I really want people to know how to get in touch with you. We do link everything on the platforms, but tell us what you've got going on in your practice. Yeah, so I'm finding fertility everywhere on the internet, podcast, website, social media. Um, I do one-to-one -one coaching, group coaching. I have a journal out there. Um, so I'm pretty accessible and tons of information to get you on the right step. 
Super. Thank you so much for being here today. It's been a real pleasure. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. Certainly. And I want to remind everybody that, of course, you can find me at donalyn.blog. And there is all sorts of information there for free for you and ways to work with me. So check it out, donalyn.blog. Thank you.